One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. Um, my wife and I, um, you know, we didn't ask to be called in the deliverance ministry. Um, I was minding my own business uh, about 20 years ago and um, came into a meeting kind of like this and, and got touched by the Holy Spirit, started dreaming dreams, started having visions, started having encounters with the Holy Spirit, and started to speak to me um, very profoundly. And um, I don't know, I just kind of fell in love with, with the Holy Spirit. He's real, right? And, you know, one of the things that, you know, the Lord the Lord sent my wife and I, um, you know, Scott was asking me when he told me, he goes, you, you really come to, to my living room and, you know, get people equipped in the Holy Spirit? And I said, yeah, that's, that's what we do. He goes, really? Um, and that's what, that's what the response of a lot of people is. Um, I actually do more living rooms than I do churches. Um, and I think that's really the design of the Lord. Um, in a smaller group setting, um, you know, some re- really supernatural equipping things can happen. And, uh, we, you know, yesterday, um, we started at 2.30 yesterday in the afternoon, I think, and uh, we got finished last night at 11.30. It felt like, you know, we just blinked and, and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> we were done, we were cooked. But um, it was pretty, pretty cool. We had, uh, I don't know. Uh, a whole bunch of people baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying to come for the first time in their life. I don't know if uh, you know much about that or that scares you, but it's in the Bible. It's real, right? And uh, we, we talked a lot about how tongues, the gift of tongues is a supernatural weapon of prayer. Um, how, how many of you struggle with things, uh, oppression, depression, anxiety, fear, um, things such as addictions, things such as you know, just sorrow, it won't leave you. Um, many people end up fighting themselves, right? How do I stop this? Why does this keep coming? Why do I wake up and I deal with this every day? Um, and, you know, that's that's the story I get everywhere we go, um, that people end up thinking uh, deceived into beating themselves up, trying to stop something like that, rather than recognizing that you know, the Bible says that Ephesians 6.12 says that we do not war against flesh and blood, but we war against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Um, we are in a spiritual battle. Um, and America has done a great job in making you numb to the, to the spirit world. Um, and the, 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 the curse, I believe, that's on the American church is you can have Jesus, um, but not the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's been accepted that the you know, Jesus, you know, just learn, come learn about Jesus, come on Sunday. But you know, when I go and I ask these type of questions in churches, um, you know, a very large percentage of the people after we start ministering to people, people start raising their hands. Uh, I deal with extreme fear, extreme anxiety, extreme depression, uh, extreme sorrow, addiction. I can't stop. I can't. I, right. Um, 
And so what we do is equip the body in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we had, um, you know, a lot of people yesterday start praying in tongues for the first time when they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think one of the coolest things that happened yesterday is we probably had at least 10 people in here prophesying um, and, and discerning with words of knowledge for the first time in their lives. And we had a lot of people um, have, have some really cool ministry that had happened to them. And, and you know, how to feel, guys? Felt, felt pretty good, huh? Right? Um, I mean, people have a different countenance on them today than they did when I first walked in here. Right? Amen? We drove out some, some demons and uh, we established the power of the Holy Spirit with what the Lord wants to do with your life instead of believing the lie that of, the, of these entities that whisper in your ear um, telling you you're, you're never going to achieve anything, you're, you're broke, you're, you're, you know, you're destined for failure, uh, oppression, depression, those, those are all lies of, of the devil, okay? Um, Second, uh, Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten says, uh, "For the weapons uh, of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds and taking captive every thought, every high thing, every lofty thing um, that comes against the knowledge of God." Okay, so what, what's the knowledge of God? You you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? Jesus. Uh, de- decrees over your life um, that he washed your sin away he actually has defeated the devil he's actually uh, giving you authority over principalities and powers rulers of darkness right Luke, Luke 10 19 behold I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the supernatural power of the enemy and nothing shall I any means harm you well if that's true then why does the majority of the church uh, dwell in inability, dwell in brokenness, dwell in shame, dwell in fear, right? It's because the church needs to quit uh, with the gifts of the Spirit. It needs to quit with the, the, the true essence of what Christ died to give, okay? Christ didn't just die to wash away your sin. That's, that's a key part of the story. But Christ actually died um, to, it says to break down the middle wall of separation and to actually grab hold of you and bring you close to the presence of the Lord. And the way that happens is through the equipping power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so that equipping power of the Holy Spirit um, is really a key, a key element um, in terms of what uh, Christ uh, died for, what Christ uh, was sent to accomplish in his mission. Okay? Um, Jesus, Jesus actually told the disciples before he ascended to heaven he told them don't leave this city I'm going to send the power of the Holy Spirit upon you right and so it, it, the, the, the essence of the Holy Spirit is so important that Jesus told the believers don't leave until you receive the fullness of my spirit that I came to give you amen so people say, you know, the Lord actually sends you. The Lord actually sends you in the living rooms and the churches to get people filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's my job. Okay. Um, I mean, the Lord, the Lord sent me to India. I've worked with over six thousand pastors in India, um, getting getting them baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, and you know, we've worked with 
really a lot of, a lot of uh, churches and groups um, here in the U.S. really to equip the body, okay? And the equipping of the body is such an important thing um, because you are supposed to be the supernatural force, okay? The church as a whole has been kind of engineered to come and look and see and expect in what the pastor is saying. And I'm here, I'm here to tell you that, that that's actually the wrong view of the church. Okay? The intent, the intent of the awakening and equipping of the body is so that you become Christ extended into the world because you hear the voice of the Lord. Right? And there's some key elements of that. Number one, you're equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit's with you. You know He's going to speak to you. You know He's going to lead you. Right? And because, because of that, you don't take, you tolerate nothing of the devil. Right? And Scott told the story um, of how the Lord's already given him revelation of some of the struggles and, and stuff that you were, you were dealing with was actually the result of um, a demonic power that culture accepts and calls normal that makes its way into people's homes and you ended up making idols and accept these things. And the reality is this. He mentioned the, the Greek god Pan. Um, Jesus... Jesus actually, Jesus actually specifically addressed the Greek god Pan um, when he went uh, to Caesarea Philippi. In Matthew 16, Jesus was taking the disciples specifically into Caesarea Philippi. Okay, it was for a purpose. And as he's as we're uh, he's walking the disciples into Caesarea Philippi, he asked them a key question. He says, who do men say that I am? And they say, some Jeremiah, some Elijah, some a prophet of old. And he says, no, who do you say that I am? And Peter, Peter speaks up. Peter speaks up and says, you are the Christ. Right? You are, you are the one who's anointed by God. Okay? And that's a, that's a very important thing, and G, because Jesus in this in this very place of Caesarea Philippi, he he turns and says, Peter, upon this revelation, I will build my church, and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. Whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven, meaning that when you're in relationship with heaven, with what the Spirit of God is saying. Whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven, meaning that when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit and He gives you vision, when He gives you insight and an ability, if He tells you to do it and you go do it, guess what? He's already going to He already promised to accomplish it. So when Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven, there's a very important element and theme with the place in which Jesus did this. In Caesarea Philippi, it's actually at the foot of Mount Hermon where they worship the Greek god Pan. Okay? Um, and this isn't a setup. I didn't, he, I didn't know he was going to give a testimony about Pan. I'm just talking about this because it was brought up as a real thing. And it's a great example that, that a couple gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Lord starts leading them in revelation to reveal that there's a demonic entity that you actually... Uh, have embraced and allowed in your home is a big deal, right? 
And and um, so this Greek god Pan, Jesus actually says he, he he's actually speaking and saying you. Um, will you, the greatest God in this region that the people sacrifice babies to, they, they um, you know, literally worship this false God, Jesus in that very place says, I am the Son of God, right? There is no other God before me. There is none other. I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Okay? So why, why is that important? Because Jesus was actually um, acknowledging um, the entity, the demonic entity that the people had falsely embraced in the region um, and had become a victim to. They were so deceived that they actually um, sacrificed firstborn children. They actually brought um, children to be, uh, you know, slave for the, for the demonic god called Pan. In America, actually, you know, Disney brings in Peter Pan, makes it a friendly thing. Um, and if you actually watch some of the old Peter Pan stuff, um, you know, you actually see a goat, half man, half goat, playing the flute, Peter Pan. Um, um, and I'm telling you this because um, a lot of you have stuff you're dealing with. You have pain in your body. You have sickness, you have depression, you have oppression, you have all these different problems you struggle with um, because witchcraft has deceitfully made its way into your life. Amen? And I think that's, that's the testimony, right? The Lord actually gave you a, a word of knowledge that, hey, you're dealing with something, you've let something in that actually has an influence in your family. And the Lord literally was shutting the door and driving that entity out because of a family that became uh, or, is, or is in the process of becoming really awakened spiritually, right? Which is a cool thing. That, that awakening has ultimately resulted in a whole bunch of people now getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, people, people uh, being awakened in the gifts of the Spirit, people actually prophesying in here, right? Why is that so important? Because whenever you start to hear and have the vision of the Lord and what He's saying, you become the Lord's instrument. You become the Lord's weapon on earth. Right? Many of you have been trained to come into church and just sit at church on Sunday and um, expect to have a pretty good lesson and hope the pastor has a good message this week. Right? And that's the essence of, of your Christian perception of, of what the walk is. And that is so far from the truth, it's not even funny. You are called to be a warrior in Christ. Right? The, the Scripture says you are in a spiritual war. And just because many of you have been naive up until this point, thinking, well, you know, I don't know, if I don't think it's real, then it's not real. Well, that's, that's so far from the truth, it's not even funny. The enemy actually has targets on every one of your backs. Okay? Jesus actually said, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? And, and his, his demonic powers hunt people. Curses. That they actually keep people enslaved in generational bondage, generational pain, generational oppression. How many of you deal with depression, fear, and anxiety? And you can look back at mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, and you can say, he had it, then she had it, and oh my gosh, I had it. Okay? 
the Lord is awakening church breakers. Okay, he's, he gets people baptized in the Holy Spirit to actually drive out um, the junk because Jesus didn't die for you to just get by and suffer. Mm-hmm. He died so that you could uh, be filled with His Holy Spirit, hear the voice of the Lord who actually will lead you into the all truth. Okay, um, John 14, uh, verse, I think it's 16, 17, 18. That Jesus said, the Helper, I will send the Helper to you, the Holy Spirit. He will lead you into all truth. Okay? And then He says, um, do not fear. I will not leave you orphan. Right? And that's the biggest thing. I'm, when, I, when I ask people about, you know, Christianity, I, I get this strong perception. Most people, they think they're, they're actually alone and they have to work. They have to achieve it. They have to earn it. And um, the reality is, that's, that's a lie. Okay? Jesus wants every one of you baptized in the Holy Spirit. He wants every one of you to receive revelation. He wants every one of you to actually hear His voice so profoundly that nothing, not, nothing, um, nothing will dominate you, nothing will break you, nothing will, will um, you know, keep you deceived into a powerless perception of Christianity. Okay? Because if you think being a Christian is powerless and weak, or you just turn the other cheek, that's a religious lie from the devil. Yeah. Oh, you just take your beating. Get out of here, man. When the Lord sent me to India, I went there to kick the devil's butt. I went there to find people demonized, to find people blind, to find people that couldn't hear, to find people that literally worship state. They have 30, 40, 50 foot statues. People lay in front of them and, and, and bow in front of literally statues all day. You know what would happen when we would have crusades and we would we would begin to talk about Jesus, the real Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and He came to heal you right now, to 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 give you vision that those who can't see, to to, to heal the sick, um, to to cast demons out of people. We saw people run to the altars to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, because why? Because they saw a God. Who was stronger than their than what they thought was God, right? God, Jesus actually did what their God couldn't do, right? What have you demonstrated to the world that your God does that their God can't do? Come on, it's a great question. Look in the mirror and say, "My gosh, what have I demonstrated through Christ that my God does that their God can't do?" Come on, I'm giving you a little bit of Moses and Pharaoh right now, right? <laughs> My God is bigger than your God, right? A little bit of Elijah on the mountain. Huh? La- Elijah laughing at the false prophets. And Elijah literally mocking them while he's calling down the fire of the Holy Spirit and the, and the, and the city is, is awakened to the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. You pumped up yet? Yeah. yeah. So my question, my question to you, um, you know, I really I want to talk about words of knowledge because ultimately, the spirit of revelation, the, the testimony that that you heard here, um, you know, the concept of revelation is, oh my gosh, I didn't know something, and I, I I submitted myself to prayer to hear, and suddenly the Lord started to reveal things to me because I made myself available in prayer, right? 
There's a there's an ultimate there's a sensitivity that the Holy Spirit gives you when you're baptized in the Spirit, and then by your own will you you seek the Lord what the Lord is actually saying, and He will continually reveal to you and bring deliverance in your own personal life. And as He brings deliverance in your own personal life, He's awakening you to be a deliverer to the people He's going to send you to. Okay. I, I and I, I with what's going on with you guys, you guys are on this path where you're going to see over the next two or three years, the Lord is going to give you revelation after revelation after revelation. He's going to bring you out of, of culture, what culture has um, said is normal, but is actually a demonic entity hidden, actually sucking life out of you in some fashion. People say, I don't know, I can't, I can't stop this addiction. I can't stop being afraid. I can't stop being anxious. Well, okay, let's get you baptized in the Holy Spirit. We'll start to pray um, in tongues. And we're going to start to listen for what the Lord is going to do. And all of a sudden, He starts leading people into revelation. Hey, you've got this demonic entity that you've made an idol in your house. Right? Let's get rid of that. Let's dry that thing out. Right? Suddenly, fear starts to... You don't you no longer have this fear you're dealing with. You no longer have an anxiety you're dealing with. Right? Get the picture? Yes. And so, you know, the concept of Jesus giving you the Holy Spirit, it, it, it's not like an optional thing. It's not like, hey, well, I, I'm going to believe in Jesus, but I like theologies that just, you know, I just go to churches on Sunday, and if I don't bother the devil, the devil's not going to bother me. Okay, that, that, that's a lie. That, that is a lie. How many of you have something right now you're struggling with that you that you actually are in need of, of some type of a miracle, some type of supernatural encounter, some type of real transformation in your life? Right? I mean, last night we had people, um, hey, we, we had people, um, you know, that had pain, had different things in their body, and uh, people, people said that, hey, when you pray about this, you pray about that, pain left my body. Right? The depression was it off of me. Yeah. I mean I mean just from my view, looking at some of the sisters, you know, there there was, there was a view I saw of of, of you of, a, of an oppression on you and now there's a peace, right? There's there's a there's a glory. And not only is there a glory, you actually started to hear the Lord last night and started to prophesy over people. That's a pretty fast transformation. You mean that can happen in one night? Can a woman get pregnant in one night? No. <laughs> if, if a woman can get pregnant in one night, guess what? The, the, Jesus can do a miracle in you and transform you in one night. Better than me. I went from being an alcoholic and, and a broken guy to getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and hunting demons that to get people delivered from. Amen? Alright, so... Let's talk about words of knowledge for a minute, because words of knowledge is that they're a relational dynamic. Um, it's actually you learning the voice of the Lord. Okay, a lot of what you guys saw last night were words of knowledge. The Lord drops a vision on somebody, and you say, "Hey, this is what I see." The Lord, the Lord is showing me this picture of you doing this, um, but He's going to shift this, and you're going to start doing that. Okay, and people. Multiple people start having these visions, which is the spirit of revelation, you know, working through people. What happened? Not only did you get to help people and get people delivered, 
but you, you, your confidence grows, right? My goodness, Jesus is talking to me. Jesus is talking to me, right? I mean, you, you, you start when if if, you, if your perception of Christianity is, well, I have to read my Bible once in a while, and I have to go to church on Sunday. That's a completely different perspective than if I walk into a room and I look at a person and I know they need help. Jesus is going to talk to me about them, right? Right? That's that's like my gosh, you went from being um, a religious guy to a to a guy walking in confidence because you know the Lord speaks to you. My gosh, right? I mean, you, you, you ever you know that's, that's kind of like a, a walking like a bad man, right? Right? Bad man. Holy heck! I can't I can't lose. I can't be defeated, right? Right? I mean, I was talking to some of you, that, you know, before we started, and people were like, yeah, I woke up out of bed, and after last night's talk and what happened last night, I had this feeling like, oh, just this ugh came on me. But, but, but people said, you know what? No way. In the name of Jesus, I command that depression to leave me now. Go right now. And, and what happened? People testified that my day changed. Because I didn't do the normal and accept the, the oppression. I actually took authority over the oppression, right, in Christ, and, and stepped into um, the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen? What would the world look like if you led one person over the next month into that revelation? Right? And then another person the next month, and then another person after that. And pretty soon you have so much success, people are coming to your living room saying, I hear you equip people in the Holy Spirit, that you teach them how to hear the voice of the Lord, and things change. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. right? And so, the point of words of knowledge is, Jesus demonstrated words of knowledge throughout the New Testament. Okay? In the book of uh, John, John chapter 1, when Jesus is gathering the original apostles, He comes... Um, and he, he finds Nathaniel, um, and he, he, he speaks to Nathaniel, and the reason Nathaniel dropped everything and started following the Lord is Jesus had a word of knowledge. He actually saw Nathaniel earlier in the day sitting under the tree, and the Lord and Jesus, as he speaks to it, Nathaniel's like, what? How did you know that? Right? And Nathaniel realized that the Lord was, he knew him. Right? When Jesus went to the woman at the well, you know, they're having this conversation and Jesus says, um, you've had five husbands. And she's like, what? How'd you know that? Right? Amen? We had things that, we had things that came forward last night. They're like, what? How'd you know that? How'd you know that? Right? That's, that, the, the point of it is, that's how Jesus lived his life. Jesus goes into prayer. He gets secret information from the Father. He gets revelation. Okay, boys, this is what we're doing today. We're going to the 5,000. Goes into prayer. Comes out because the Lord gave him vision. This is what we're going to do today. We're going to the man chained to the tombs, the, the demoniac. And we're going to get that one man delivered. He's going, to, he's going to testify to a region. And that whole region is going to follow me. Right? That's the power of a relationship hearing the voice of the Lord. Getting the vision of the Lord. And you may say, well, really? Am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Joel chapter 2 says this, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. You will dream my dream and see my vision. Okay? 
You believe that? Okay. What that means is you will function the way Jesus did. Well, how do you do that? Do you simply read your Bible? Most Christians are, are taught, just read the Bible. Just read the Bible. You know the Bible is meant to take you into the spirit world to where you become more spirit-connected than you do Bible-connected? Wait, that's, that's a little bit of a shocking statement. You mean that I will know the Holy Spirit's voice so profoundly that I can just walk with the Spirit instead of being religious and read? Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes you supernatural. What makes you supernatural is not having a bunch of scriptures memorized. What makes you supernatural is you walk into a place, you look at the person, the Lord says, this is my plan for this woman's life. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And every one of you are called to function in that level of relationship. Okay? Scripture is, a, is, is used to reveal the, the mission, the intent, what Jesus did and what Jesus sent with the Holy Spirit. It's supposed to launch you into a deep relationship of following. Right? Jesus said, follow me. I'll make you a fisher and a man. He didn't say, read and memorize it all. He said, follow me, which requires you to know his voice and follow him. Right? And trust him. And so, so words of knowledge are, are, a, are, a, are a supernatural thing. Right? Um, words of knowledge, uh, I'll, I'll give you a couple examples of, of words of knowledge and how powerful words of knowledge are. Um, I was in Toledo, Ohio two weeks ago. I was ministering in a church that I've ministered at um, probably, I don't know, four or five years, um, over the last four or five years. Um, and I was ministering. I, I looked at this uh, young lady. She was in her uh, mid to late 20s. Um, and I, I, I had this vision. The Lord gave me this vision of this, of this young lady. And I said, I see you in your house. And everything is immaculate. Everything looks swept and cleaned. And, um, you know, everything's in order. I said, but you're afraid to open your closet doors. Um, and I saw Jesus step into your, into your kitchen with you, walk you over to the closet and open the closet door and out of the closet door flew a bunch of bats. And she started to weep. And I said, bats are a symbol of, of the demonic. What, what do you have going on? Is there, is there a witchcraft? Are you, are you into witchcraft? Are you, doing, are you doing something that you're trying to hide on the surface? Everybody walks in your house and everything looks clean and swept. You look even, you know, you even look religious. You're actually in the church, right? And she says, yes. She says, I do. I, I, and she started naming things. I do horoscopes. I, I go to fortune tellers. I even practice certain forms of witchcraft and she broke and she started to weep and she started to ask for forgiveness for every form of witchcraft that she follows and guess what happens not only did she repent and start to confess her sins okay people people in the in the in the group start standing up and saying oh yeah i do horoscope i do ouija boards i do all these witchcraft oriented things um, while I'm sitting in the church and we had this big repentance party because of one word of knowledge. Okay? Pretty crazy, right? But that's, that's, what, that's what you guys are all, all supposed to function in. Okay? I'll give you, I'll give you another example. Um, I was, uh, 
I was frustrated. In, two, in 2011, I was extremely frustrated because I was trying to witness Jesus through the Bible. I would walk up to people and I would you know, start talking about scriptures and we get into these religious arguments. We get into these debates. And we're like, I, was, I, was, I got mad. I, put, I, I mean, I would knock on doors. Me and my buddy, we'd knock on doors. We were, we were pretty zealous, right? Okay? And so people, uh, you know, shut the door in my face, all kind of stuff. And I got, I was like, I, I'm like, I sat down a little one day and I said, either you're real or you're not. And uh, he started to talk to me. And he, and he basically said, I'm going to teach you how to be my witness. Okay? And I'm going to teach you how to not talk about me, but how to introduce me. All right? You know, you know there's a difference, right? There's a lot of people, a lot of you are trained to talk about them, but very few are trained to actually introduce them by telling people what the Lord is saying to them right now in the moment. And so I'm sitting there, um, and we're having this discussion, and I go to bed, he wakes me up the next morning, uh, and he says, I want you to go down to uh, Panera. We had a, we had a brand new Panera Bread uh, restaurant. Um, it was, you know, it was always packed at lunchtime. And uh, so I go down, I, I walk in, I don't know what I'm going to do. I sit down, they had a couch in front of the fireplace, and I'm sitting there, and uh, place is packed, there's, you know, there's no tables open, there's a line. All of a sudden, this young, this young girl, early 20s, walks to the door, and the Lord gives me this very clear vision for this girl, okay? Um, and the vision was about her having an impact that would be so profound that she would, uh, the mountainside would be uh, covered with these beautiful flowers that um, she is now in the process of raising up, that are in her care, okay? And I'm thinking, that's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, why, why did you give me this vision, right? And so the Lord says, just, I want you to speak to this girl and tell her what I showed you about her, okay? And so she goes, she's in line, she's getting her food, she comes over and she literally sits in the table behind me. Okay, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this this is a setup, right? This is an actual setup. And so we're sitting there, I'm sitting there, and she she was an intern at a Church of Christ um, church, a local church in Parkersburg, Western Virginia. Okay? And she's just puking her guts out. She's mad, she's she's mad because she's seen what goes on behind the scenes in church business. And she's disgusted, and she's saying, "This is what this is." She's talking um, to, to to one of her friends, and he, she's like, "I don't, I don't, I just don't want to do this. I, I just, I'm not sure I want to do this." And at that moment, the Lord, the Lord said, "Now to me, okay." I get up, I walked over to her. I don't know if you know much about Church of Christ. I mean, Church of Christ is a zero Holy Spirit denomination. They believe that. All that stuff died with, with the apostles. There's no more Holy Spirit power. Um, and they default to only written scriptures. Right? And so I get up, introduce myself. I said, uh, this is what the Lord was saying to you. And she's sitting there going, what do you mean what are you saying to me? I'm like, the Lord is saying this to you. And I give her the vision. And she starts to weep. And she starts to tremble. And she literally fell face down in her salad, and she's trying profusely because I said it may appear 
that death is surrounding you right now, but the Lord says life is going to come upon you and you're going to release life everywhere you go. You're going to have a transformation because the glory of God is going to come on you. Okay? She's crying. She's shaking. Um, she literally, I mean, people in the restaurant are like, what did you do? Did you drug her? Right? Um, and so this goes, this, you know, this goes on for a couple minutes and uh, the guy at the table, he, you know, we're, he's looking at me because he was the Church of Christ pastor. Um, he's looking at me like, what, you know, what did you do? What, ha- what happened? Anyway, long story short, he says, I'm going to take her back to, 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 the, to her dorm on, on the campus. She was a, she was an intern. She was an act. She was a student um, at uh, Ohio Valley Community College or Ohio Valley College, which was a Church of Christ college. Um, it's a campus of about I don't know a thousand students. Um, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to go back to work. I drive back to work. Um, I'm thinking, all right, Lord, what, what was so profound about that? All right, she had a she she re, she responded with weeding and tears when I gave her the word, but you know, what, what, what's next? What did that mean? And so anyway, at the end of the day, I, I, uh, I always went to this gym, um, local to, to uh, the college there in Parkersburg. And so at the end of the day, I walk into this gym and one of the, one of the young guys from the church that I went to, he's over in a corner and he's yelling my name, come here, come here, come here. And I walk over, and there's these two young men sitting against the wall, and they're trembling, and they're shaking. Tears are coming down their face. I said, what's going on? And he says, he goes, well, here's the story. Um, these guys came in here talking about some girl uh, from their dorm that was at Panera today, and some guy named Dave walked in and prophesied to her. And, and he, the, their story was that when they put her in her dorm room, she laid face down on the ground and the glory of God became so prevalent in her dorm room that students started walking into her, into her dorm and when they would walk in the dorm, they would fall face down on the floor with her and shake and tremble in the presence of God. And, they, and those two guys, they said, they said first the floor... The people on her floor fell in her room. They were lined up and down the hallway. Okay? Then the the floor below, the whole dorm ends up literally on that floor laying face down. They can't get up because the presence of the Lord is so profound on them. Okay? It spreads across campus. All every all the students were were lined up getting into this dorm and they're shaking and trembling. And and he says he says to me these two these two guys were in her they were on her hallway all afternoon and they're still weeping and crying because of being close to her who received your prophecy and these 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 guys these young men they they would stand up they look at me they fall fall back down and I'm like my gosh one vision spoken to one girl had an impact on an entire college campus that was so profound. Several of those students, several of those guys that were in that gym, they literally quit They quit their school because of their theology. They end up up here at Bethel and, and Reading. 
um, at the school of supernatural ministry. One of those guys I know is a pastor in Germany today. Um, anyway, that whole college campus got messed up, and for and for the next for the next um, months and even years, I had these students calling me from this one prophecy that had had a girl so profoundly impacted by the presence of the Lord that she lay on the floor and shook that brought the glory of God in. And these students would call me and start asking me questions, tell me about the Holy Spirit. I believe now in the Holy Spirit. Can you pray for me? I want to baptize in the Holy Spirit. And this happened, I mean, Charlie and I were at a church. Up, um, that happened in 2011. I went back to Marietta, Ohio in, in uh, 2020, I think it was. Um, and I had people in the audience say, I heard you were coming, and I was, I was a student there, and I'm coming here today because I want baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay? So the Lord messed me up. Okay? Never again did I try to hold my, hold my Bible up and debate Scripture with anybody. Okay? You know what I learned to do? I learned to pray in tongues. I learned to wait on, on the Lord and let Him lead me wherever he wanted me to go, trusting that if he led me there, he wanted to unload heaven in that place. Yeah. Okay? So, my question to you is, where are you at on the, on the scale of believing and trusting in the Holy Spirit? Okay? One to ten. You are, you are one, you are five, you are ten. Where, where are you at? Okay? You're learning, you're growing. Um, the ultimate goal is that you walk by the Spirit, right? Jesus... Jesus actually said um, that we're to walk being led by the Spirit. Not based on what you, what you know. Not, not a bunch of Bible knowledge that you trust in. You trust in the voice of God leading you. One day He's going to lead you to one that's going to shape a college campus. One day He's going to lead you to one who's depressed and oppressed and in need of somebody bringing deliverance to a person's life and passing a demon on somebody. Amen? Whatever it is, you know that you're in the will of God because you learned to rest in the presence of the Spirit and let the Lord talk to you, right? You mean the Lord talks to you? I was preaching in a Methodist church about seven, eight years ago, and I was there just to, this, this pastor, this Methodist pastor, he said, can you, can you come? We want to bless you. We know that you do all this work in India. We want to we wanna raise some money for you. Can you just come? And spend 10 minutes talking about how the Lord called you to India and what you do there. I said, sure. So I walk in this church. I start talking about the dream the Lord gave me. I said, yeah, the Lord gave me this dream. He said, a man from India is going to call you. Seven days later, this guy from India calls me. And all of a sudden, this 80-year-old woman in the very back of this Methodist church, she stands up and she says, wait a minute. You mean God talks to you <laughs> and, and I looked at the pastor and he smiled and he says do what you need to do he literally turned his church over to me <laughs> I don't know if you know of anything about a Methodist church there's virtually nobody that knows the Holy Spirit in Methodist church okay by the end of that service I have a whole a whole church is up front getting baptized in the Holy Spirit praying in tongues, weeping, shaking, saying, why didn't anybody tell me about the Holy Spirit before today? Right? That 80-year-old woman was crying because it was the first time in her life she shifted from trying to 
learn about God into experiencing the presence of the Lord that He speaks, right? Right? And then we've, we've, covered, we've covered a myriad of subjects today. We've covered the demonic. We've covered deliverance. We've covered the, the Holy Spirit. Um, but I don't know. I, but before we start to pray, um, I, I want to kind of give you a foundation that the, the Lord establishes in His Scripture about it's not just Jesus. It's actually Jesus' baptism of you. Okay? In the book of, of, uh, of uh, Acts, Acts chapter 19, okay, Paul is walking through Ephesus and he comes upon 12 men. Okay? And these 12 men start to talk and say, yeah, we, we believe in, in repentance. We were baptized by John because you know, we acknowledged that we needed a Savior. We were repenting. Right? And Paul says, have you been baptized in Christ? And they said, we didn't even know there was such a baptism of Christ. And Paul says, well, repentance is, is one thing. Right? You, you've acknowledged the, the end of the old by repenting of your sin. But you have not received the clothing. You've not received the ability of Christ being baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. And they said, bring it on. We need baptizing Christ. Okay? We just don't need to go to an altar to repent of our sin. We need to actually get baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so, the Scripture says that those 12 men got baptized in the Holy Spirit. They started praying in tongues and prophesying, just like what happened last night. People got baptized in the Holy Spirit, suddenly start seeing visions, they're praying in tongues, they're seeing visions, and suddenly they're prophesying over people, right? 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 But it feel like felt pretty good, right? Like my gosh, I feel I feel God, like the presence of God is here. Right? That's described in the book of Acts, Acts chapter two. Right? Jesus told the disciples and the 120 in the upper room, stay in this city, I'm going to baptize you in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you, what, what does it say? It says they pray in tongues, right? They prophesy, and the city was changed. 3,000 people, they were, they were chanting, crucify, crucify Christ weeks earlier. And because what Christ died for to give the Holy Spirit, right, it was poured out. And the, and the people who were chanting crucify are actually through the mercy of God brought in to the presence of the Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? And that's a picture of the church, guys. That didn't die when, when they stopped writing the book of Acts. Every one of you have a book of Acts. Right? Scott, Scott and Janelle are testifying of the book of Acts happening in their house. Right? I was deceived by this demonic entity called Pan. The Lord baptized me. I could hear Him. And now the Lord led me to be delivered from the influence of that evil entity. That's a, that's a pretty powerful testimony. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? And so, you know, the, the, the question to you is, have you, know, have you repented of your sin? 
Right? Have you acknowledged your sin? That's the first question. The, the, the second most important question is actually the equipping of the Holy Spirit. Because when the equipping of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, every gift of the Spirit comes in you. Okay? Every gift of the Spirit. It's a, it describes the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, the gift of tongues. The gift of interpretation of tongues. Discerning of spirits, which is what, what happened with discerning. The Lord um, revealed an entity that you're struggling with, you're dealing with, right? Um, the gift of wisdom, the gift of faith, the gift of words of knowledge, the gift of working of miracles, the gift of prophecy, right? Those are all abilities given by the Holy Spirit, okay? So Christ holds nothing back from any of you, right? His intent is that you become the most supernatural force on earth that you don't tolerate depression, right? That you realize that Christ gives you love, peace, and joy, righteousness in the Holy Spirit, and if there's an oppression coming on you, that is not Christ, okay? And you are not to tolerate it, right? So what? So some of the testimonies, um, does anybody want to kind of give a testimony? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Lizzie. I don't know. Tell, me, tell them what you were talking about this morning with oh, like, what you felt. Yeah, so um, yesterday, um, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I felt really good. We had a good night. Um, and then going home, I started getting migraines. Um, I started feeling really sick, my stomach hurting, um, nausea. I felt like maybe I was like, am I getting the flu? No, I'm not. I still this migraine, and I was just going back and forth. And I was like, this is not happening. Like, Lord, this is not happening to me today. Like, I cannot feel like this. Like, I felt really good yesterday. Like, I had a moment in the shower, and I just prayed about it. And, like, my migraine started going away. I started feeling a lot better. But, like, I was debating on coming here tonight because I was, didn't feel good. But that was just the enemy trying to attack me and saying, you're not going to go tonight. You're, you know, you're, you, it doesn't want me to be powerful. You know, he doesn't want me to use the Spirit. Amen. So, Amen. And so that, that's a big revelation. Um, Matt Mallory had a, a good one yesterday too, right? I mean, she, she said that she walked in here, she had back pain, she had this different pain in her body, and we started to pray. We started commanding different uh, sicknesses, different demonic powers to leave, and she says, it left my body, right? Do you know that you can actually command demons to leave? You can command depression to go. You command sickness to go. You command oppression, um, addiction. Okay. You know the difference between struggling with with uh, the sin of the flesh versus something you can't about. You know the sin of the flesh is drawn to certain things. Okay. But if you get in a situation where you are literally addicted and you can't stop it, it literally owns you, that's a form of demonic enslavement, okay? Addiction is a real thing, okay? And so if you end up going to some of these self-help groups and some of these, you know, I'm an alcoholic, I'll always be an alcoholic, what? No, no, I was a drinker. And I got delivered from a spirit that drove me to drink. 
And I am no longer or ever will I be again an alcoholic. In the name of Jesus, I command depression to go, the generational curse that haunted me to go, the, the entity that hunted me and made me and convinced me to be addicted to go in the name of Jesus. Right? That's a complete, that's like liberating. You mean that's not me? You mean I don't have to fight me? I don't have to stop me? No. You have, when, when a spirit is involved, it amplifies a behavior to the degree that it literally will drive you like you think, like you, you know, people wake up with the shakes, um, oppression on them, depression, and the cycle, it just embeds this cycle on you. That's a spirit. Okay? All of the, all this, all, a lot of the psychiatry stuff, a lot of sickness, um, you know, it's, it's, it's demonic. Right? It is. It's, it's demonic. And the Scripture supports a lot of it, okay? Mark chapter 9, the boy that threw himself in the fire. Jesus, when Jesus found the boy, it says Jesus identified it as a lunatic spirit. Man called it epilepsy. Jesus called it a lunatic spirit. Right? The woman who was bent over with the issue of blood, it says she had a spirit of infirmity. Right? It was a spirit. It was causing her physical sickness. Mm-hmm. Right? So what do you tolerate? That the Lord has given you a revelation right now that, oh my gosh, I don't have to be that. I don't have to do that. I don't have to lay awake at night in deep anxiety and worry. Yeah. No, man. No. Right? Go in Jesus' name. Go! Right? Go! Go! Go in Jesus' name. You ever fight like that? Huh? You ever get like a wild man and, and literally fight the devil? Seriously! Right? You ever get, I mean, like, I've had people that had the revelation. You mean I don't have to be depressed? No. Let us pray together. In the name of Jesus, I command depression to leave. Go right now in Jesus' name. It's suddenly that, oh my gosh, I'm not depressed. I'm not, I'm not like, you know. Out of my mind. Right? So how does all that happen? You get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Jesus told the disciples, don't try to live life. Don't try to be Christian. Right? Without my spirit. It's impossible. Right? He even comforted the disciples. How are we going to do it without you, Jesus? If you're going to heaven, what are we going to do? And he says, I'm going to send you the helper. The Spirit of truth. He will lead you into all truth. He will bring revelation to your life. He will bring ability to your life. He will bring. He will reveal your needs. Right? And the next thing He says, I will be with you. Wait a minute. I thought you were going to heaven. Right? If Jesus is going to heaven, who's here? It's the Spirit of Christ. The anointing. Right? The anointing. The clothing that comes on you. The ability. Right? And I used the scripture last night. I'm going to do it again because I want to encourage you about this the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues is a supernatural weapon. Okay? It is the ultimate weapon of all weapons. Okay? You can pray in tongues and change this atmosphere in a matter of minutes. Okay? You can pray in tongues and the Lord promises He will respond to you and start speaking to you. It's not an if. He will. And He's waiting for somebody to believe it so profoundly that you shift and out of being a religious guy and become spiritual. Okay? The church is supposed to be spiritual. 
I don't care how religious you look, what you look like, do you carry your Bible, do you, do you read it day and night? I don't really care about that. I want to know what the Lord is speaking to you about. I want to know about your prayer life. I want to know about how profoundly you believe that Christ is with you right now and that He has not left you orphan, and that He will make you a one-man army that will shape college campuses, shape workplaces, shape cities, and bring the revelation, bring Christ present wherever you walk. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? So this scripture, Romans 8, 26, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession through us with groanings we don't understand. Did you get that? That He actually gives you the Holy Spirit to bypass all of your inabilities. That if you trust in the Spirit praying through you, wait a minute, you mean if I just pray in this language I don't understand? That the Holy Spirit was sent to literally pray through me? Think about that. We are unable and unqualified as a mere human being. But He gives us this secret weapon called the Holy Spirit who will pray through us Right? All of your excuses just went out the window. Right? Because I'm, I'm teaching you the ultimate way of walking in the Spirit is when you don't know what to do, you submit yourself to spiritual prayer and you let the Lord show up in your life because you're calling out to Him. Right? For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings we don't understand. Right? Amen? Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.